0: On today's episode, we talk to Eric Kuzian about Kingly Condos coming soon to King West. Stay tuned. Welcome to the True True Condos Podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto. All right, it's my pleasure to welcome to the show for the first time, Eric Kuzian. Eric is the president of PSR Brokerage, leading brokerage uh, downtown Toronto, and it's great to have you on the show, Eric. Thanks,
1: Andrew. It's
0: a pleasure for me to be here. Um, Eric, this is first time on the show, I mean, we've done a lot of work together over years, but somehow we haven't uh, actually done an interview yet. It's surprising enough, but um, why oh, don't this you? Is definitely, this is definitely way overdue, my friend. It is. It is. We've we've done so much work together. Um, why don't you start by telling everyone and even me? Like I haven't heard the story. What what's your sort of story of how you got into real estate? Like, how what's your background, and and how did you? into uh, real estate
1: oh yeah that's haven't told this story in a while it's, it seems like it was so long ago well basically um you know in my university days I didn't really know what I wanted to get into so uh, at the same time I was kind of working for my father's family business which was dry cleaning and um we we had a bunch of franchises and we'd open up here open up there and I ended up uh really focusing on new neighborhoods and um started really liking the real estate aspect of it and started, you know, understanding where new locations can be and these new locations ended up being some of our top performing locations and franchises and uh from there, I kind of really liked the real estate side of things and had a conversation with my father and I said, listen, I, I think I want to kind of get into real estate and he said, I think you should. So, uh, you know, we jumped into real estate, obviously the residential side was was, was more interesting even though I had... You know, starting negotiating leases more on the commercial side, but, uh, once I got into the residential side, much like everybody else, I had no idea what I was gonna do, where I was gonna trade, interviewed a bunch of brokerages, you know, ended up, uh, first doing my first brokerage with Home Life Romano, which was right at, uh, Yorkdale, just across the street from Yorkdale Mall. And that was, uh, basically me, two reasons I joined the brokerage. One was, I figured it was central. Highway was right there. I can get to anywhere, service all types of clients. I didn't really understand where I was going to be trading. And then uh from there, I really liked the office manager and the broker of record, who was a small boutique office, very family-oriented and uh tenacious in, in, in getting deals done. So I felt I had a good support. That's kind of how I jumped into it. I... uh with my second year, I believe it was, I started really doing a lot of business downtown and they didn't really have representation downtown. They were much more dealing with their neighborhood of where the brokerage was located. And Danny Romano at the time came to me and said, listen, if you want a partner, I'll open a brokerage with you downtown and, uh, you can, you know, do your thing. So, uh, you know, we kind of changed it, branded it differently, met with, uh, Mr. Zimmerman, who's the president of Home Life Global, you know, let him know that while I'm staying true to the brand. I didn't really like the colors (laughs) and uh, had my creative guys kind of make the colors uh, black and silver instead of the green and gold. And uh, it's funny because that's about a month after I did that, Andrew, I had, I think about 80 or 90 different home life agents across the country calling me, asking me where I got that logo. So they now (laughs) included it. Yeah. So then now they, you know, to this day, they include it now as part of their logos. It's, It's long story short. We created a beautiful boutique office in, uh, the carpet factory, which was Dufferin and King at the time. And I started doing a lot of business in King West. And every time I met a cool agent that I thought would be looking to do something a little differently in the urban, uh, Toronto market, uh, you know, they kind of joined my team, liked what I was doing. And then from that, it progressed to this opportunity, uh, which was private service realty at the time, uh, which was predominantly selling Peter Freed developments. And the opportunity was for me to come in and, you know, um, run the company and, you know, my uh, vision was different. I I didn't just want one developer to work with. I wanted to go after every developer and, you know, separate church and state and have a resale division and have a new sale division and it was really a hybrid because, uh, you know, the main companies who just do new sale just do new sale and then the main companies who do resale just do resale. So I like the idea of, you know, creating a hybrid and, uh, you know, eight, nine years later we're... Over, I think, 130 agents, and the new sales side is obviously now representing 16 different developers, and the rest is history, my friend.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> uh, and just some of the projects you've worked on. I mean, uh, Art Shop um, was obviously a highlight in the past couple of years. What are, what other um, projects? Just to give people an idea of projects that you, you've worked on, things that you might be particularly proud of. And the new new sales site.
1: Big, yeah. Our shop was, uh, yeah, was obviously a big kind of like feather in the cap, you know. We we it 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 was a um, you know a, a very uh, prominent project, well received and and a lot of hype. And you know, uh, bringing in Karl Lagerfeld, who you know is arguably the best uh, clothing fashion designer in the world, to you know hang his hat and and, and do that project with us was 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 truly something unique and uh rare and, and we we definitely obviously uh took full advantage and enjoyed that opportunity. Um you know King West where we obviously have our office uh is is something that we've done over 2,000 units and you know doing projects with Philippe Stark at 75 Portland and, and, and Fashion House and um then with the Capital Development guys, you know, taking the art shop uh and doing the Red Path Towers at Young and Eglinton, um then working with you know boutique Developers like Zinc and Curated who are much more project focused, neighborhood focused and really putting some great product out there. So, you know, we've had a whole range of uh, 80 unit projects up to 650, 700 unit projects. And, uh, you know, each one's different, but each one's been uh, extremely fun and, and happy to be successful.
0: Moving forward, I'm just curious, like what's, what's the vision for, what's your, what's your vision for PSR for your company moving forward?
1: You know on the resale side, like we just want to make sure that we become a very uh competitive uh, brokerage that offers you know progressive tools for today's realtor. you know we're very focused on not what worked thirty years ago or twenty years ago we we focus on how real estate's going to be in the future, so we're very brand conscious, we're very clean in terms of our lines and our marketing um so that's the vision on the resale side to to you know to basically. Uh, provide this uh, brokerage that could really do real estate the way we feel real estate should be done in, a, in, a, in an urban environment. On the sale side, you know, I think uh, there's it kind of translates to the same vision. There's an opportunity, in my opinion, to, again, take a fresh approach, a relationship-based approach, and represent developers properly uh, where we bring projects to life and we bring it to the marketplace in excitement and excitement in um you know, with with drive and vision, and really execute the developer's concept to the way we get it to the point of sales.
0: Great. Um, let's talk about the market. Um, wh- what's your take on the condo market right now? I mean, there's been a lot of uh, you know mixed signals out there. I guess you could say since the fair housing plan came out a few months back. Where do you see the market right now?
1: That's a great question. I, I personally think there's been mixed signals for the last year and a half, and nobody's gotten it right. But uh, that being said, the the you know I think like anything else, when they first announced HST and when they first announced you know a, um, uh, whether they were started talking about foreign tax, kind of like what happened in Vancouver. I think every time they announce something, everybody just kind of you know puts the brakes on for a certain period of time, and then you know they realize that the sky's not falling and everybody jumps back into the game. So you know we've the condo market, especially in the downtown core, which you know we we predominantly uh, trade in uh, you know we didn 't really see much of a slowdown we we prices are still going the condo market is what has been the best product in terms of um, appraised value and sustaining their 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 prices over the last three four months and now you know products's gone again and and inventory's low, and you 're starting to see uh bidding wars come back and i think you're going to see the same aggressive market maybe not to the extent that we saw in february and march but i think you're going to go back to seeing some pretty aggressive numbers coming back out with a very healthy real estate market
0: that's it yeah it's a great point you bring up the hst i mean it's not something that anybody has i've heard of anybody mention as well but it's it's our memory is short like if you go back to 2010 you're right uh, there was a dramatic pause in the market when they introduced the HST, and, and everybody was unsure of, of what was going on and how that was going to affect things. But now, today, it's it's not even a thought; like nobody even thinks about the HST being being a factor because it's you know just been understood and absorbed by the market, and it's it's a non-factor. Um, but at the time, it was a huge deal.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and that's what everybody, like you said, everybody just forgets, right? And it's it's, it's that's the. The, the, the funny thing with real estate is that because it's been such a hot real estate market and because real estate is so interesting, because everybody understands it. It's a globally, universally understood language. Someone owns real estate, someone rents real estate. And because it's so globally and universally understood, I think what ends up happening is the media grabs it and it becomes such an interesting story because that's what they can relate to with so many people. So you just have the media who's pushing stories, pushing stories, pushing stories, and everybody reads and everybody has an opinion and nobody really understands what's going on. So, you know, once that all quiets down and they realize that they can't talk about the fair housing plan anymore because it's been done, everybody jumps back into the game.
0: (laughs) Great. That's a great point. Yeah, it's you can only have so many headlines and then you just exactly. got to get back to living your life yeah <laughs> exactly. everybody needs a place to live um we want to talk about kingly condos obviously today um but let's, let's start by talking about the location of kingly condos which is king west um you more than anybody know this neighborhood you like you said earlier you sold 2000 condos here 2000 condos which is a lot in case anybody doesn't know um you've been here for so long you have such a rich history here so Talk to us about maybe, I mean, mo- most people by now are familiar with King West, but for the person out there who's not as familiar with King West, um, who maybe just thinks of Toronto, they think of maybe Waterfront, they think of maybe Yonge Street, and that's about it. They're not familiar with everything that's been happening in King West. Um, talk to us about the evolution that you've seen of this neighborhood, um, and what are sort of the highlights today there that, uh, around the location of Kingley before we sort of get into the specifics of the project itself?
1: well we 've seen a huge transformation, obviously, like I said in in the beginning of our of our of our conversation you know when we first when I first started selling King West and um, you know bringing some of my buyers into the neighborhood, it was very much a uh, you know up and coming but still i wouldn 't even say coming <laughs> uh, quite rough neighborhood in terms of you had these great heritage brick and beam type buildings, but there was really no life in the neighborhood and you, you know, over the last eight years, you know, you have three developments who obviously is a, uh, a big reason why the neighborhood took its shape, bringing in some really cool design of residential. And once the residential came, you had the vision of some great, you know, restaurateurs and, and service, uh, driven industries start moving their, um, you know, product and services into the neighborhood. And it became this really viable neighborhood. And, you know, it's, it's very much like a lot of people like to compare it to, you know, the Soho's or the Chelsea's or the, Um, you know, the high line of, of, of New York where it's just these, you know, fashion district, industrial type of neighborhood that just takes the beauty of its raw edges and becomes this amazing, transformed, sustainable neighborhood. And the main reason for that is also its proximity to the core. You know, it's five minutes from the financial district, but what's amazing about King West is it has its restrictions in terms of limiting people to kind of create a concrete jungle and you have your beautiful parks and you have your beautiful brick buildings and your heritage buildings and it, what all that does is it creates character and it makes it this amazing uh unique location that can't be repeated anywhere else in the city.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, a lot of people don't realize how close it is to everything and how it's very walkable to the financial core, but not only that. I mean, there there's now and this is part of the project which I'm sure you will want to get into there's a lot of jobs and there's a lot of employment and commercial actually coming to the district itself so a lot of people are living and working uh in King West and not even, you know, not even leaving to go to the financial district.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Along with like we said, like some of the coolest residential buildings you have, you know, Allied who has probably the biggest portfolio of amazing commercial buildings right in the heart of King West and um what that does is it drives not just any business, but more the creative and distinctive businesses that really add to a neighborhood. And uh, that's you know exactly what Kingley is doing on the commercial side. You're looking at you know a quarter million square feet of beautifully designed office retail. The complete office is is, is completely leased out by uh, two great companies, known Indigo and Shopify, who have decided to move their headquarters right into the heart of King West. So when you're looking at these, you know, national brands who are looking to move their headquarters into a neighborhood, kind of like you said, and once employment starts coming into a neighborhood, now you're talking about a, a neighborhood that's here to stay and, and to keep growing in terms of values and, and, and sustain its character.
0: So, this, yeah, so you, let's get into Kingley here. You're talking about the uh, the fact that there's a commercial component to the building. Um, it's really a 2 two-part building isn't it? you got the residential side to it and you have the commercial side to it. the commercial side you alluded to with 250,000 square feet of office going Correct. to be uh, Shopify okay so talk to us about the developer um, the developer may not be known to most people uh, who are familiar with the condo industry so tell us about the developer for Kingly what, what do we need to know about them
1: well you're looking you know you're looking at two separate billion dollar reits and uh what these what these companies have done is you know allied for example allied properties is uh, a company that's about you know just over 25 years old and they uh like everybody um who might not know in the mid 90s they started scooping up these old brick and beam type buildings in king east and in king west where uh people thought were Run down neighborhoods that nobody would be interested in. And then of course through their design and their vision they started creating these amazing, uh, spaces that people wanted to move their offices into and, and again bringing employment into areas that, uh, started seeing, uh, more and more intensification and became now the most desired buildings to be in. And, uh, they've done it well. I mean, they have a huge portfolio across the country, not just in Toronto, but I would say King West is definitely, you know, one of the biggest portfolios that they have. RioCan, I mean, you know, RioCan, same thing, about twenty five years, they're uh in the commercial space, they're in the redevelopment space, mostly uh, you know, predominantly doing commercial, but now they have a new brand called RioCan Living and they're throwing their hat in the residential game. And they want to take their uh abilities and, and, and execution and, and kind of bring it into the residential market as well. So when you have these two great Companies who've come together for this first collaboration of a building—that's kind of why the excitement and the attraction to Kingly. I mean, the building is uh, quite different than what we're used to doing. Andrew, um, building's already under construction. They are—they're self-financed. They have decided to build the building, and um, they haven't—you know—wasted uh, any square inch to make sure that they're putting their best foot forward and, and putting the best product out that they can build.
0: Yeah. So it's something very unique. And that's obviously a highlight of the project is like you said, people need to know it's, it's already under construction. You can go there to King in Portland and you can see the building going up. So, uh, it's a very unique situation for investors where somebody can can come in today and and buy brand new in a building that has never sold any units before, um, get in at the first stage and it's ready in what, uh, how long is it is expected to be finished in?
1: We're looking at an occupancy of March twenty nineteen, so that's just uh, just under eighteen
0: months. Just under eighteen months, incredible. So you're not
1: months, yeah. And you said
0: it, You're not waiting, uh, f- yeah. You're not waiting five years for this this condo.
1: No, and it, it, and, and I think the attraction, um, you know, aside from its location, and, and we can actually get into the, the features of the building, which is obviously a huge uh, attraction as well. Uh, but it what it really does is it it serves both type of buyers. So the investor, like you said, doesn't have to wait four or five years for their money to start working for them, um, and they're still getting in at the first opportunity. And then for the uh, end user, you have a pretty aggressive and competitive retail market, and the end user now can pick the unit they want, pick the colors and finishes they want, buy a never-lived-in unit just for them, and have it ready for them in the next 18 months for them to move into. So it really um, encompasses both types of buyers perfectly.
0: What do we need to know about the features of the building? What's unique about it, um, the suites themselves, and, and the building itself?
1: The building is, uh, first and foremost, it's a hariri Pontarini building. So hariri Pontarini is, is, is you know, arguably one of the best architects in the city of Toronto. Their head office is actually right beside this building. So that's how attached and knowledgeable they are to make sure that uh, this becomes one of the signature pieces in their portfolio. So um, what they have done, which is very unique, and you know, for those who don't know King West, uh, you know, you're looking at a, a very traditional looking building, which is quite regal with, with massing and, and red brick, uh, which is truly unique for the neighborhood, which seems to be much more of concrete and glass, which seems to be the more typical builds these days. So this building's really going to stand out. It's the type of building where a hundred years from now, Andrew, it's going to look the exact same. Uh, they take that old world charm and they bring in these New York style modern warehouse windows, and they bring in these amazing amenities, and, So it's going to be, you know, one of the few buildings in the neighborhood that will have 24-hour concierge, that will have uh, a private dining room on the rooftop amenity space, a private terrace off the rooftop amenity space, which is on the 16th story and has amazing views all around. Um, You know, we have a fitness studio that's not your typical, you know, smaller amenity fitness studio that you've seen in the buildings in King Glass. This is a double-height Fitness studio that's quite grand and and something that um, would replicate any state of the art fitness gym in the neighborhood. And uh, along with that, you have some really cool second floor uh, work study you know work loft type of amenity space, which is again really tailored to the demographic of King West, which is uh, the individual who either has to bring some homework with the, or some work home with them or the individual who works from home. So you have this amazing uh, open space on the second floor where you can prop, you know, plop down on some amazing furniture uh, with your laptop, or actually a dedicated boardroom where you can hold meetings if needed. So it really encompasses the whole work-play lifestyle that is uh, quite popular in King West.
0: Yeah, and you said, uh, just to point out, like it's one of the only buildings in, in the area with 24-hour concierge and some of these amenities, and some people might not understand why that is, but it's, uh, you know, again, it's a function of the neighborhood. It's not a high-rise neighborhood like you have around, you know, Young Street, University, Church Street, you know, in the, in the core. So um, your your buildings are generally topping out in the neighborhood, at, you know, 20 stories or, or most of them are far less than that. So you don't get these massive buildings with 600 units um, that uh, that, you know, are just, deck to the nines with amenities but also gives you a very different living experience so this is basically what you're saying is this unique in that it's giving you a lot of those amenities of a larger building with still that intimacy of of a, sort of a, the typical king west smaller building feel is that is that fair
1: yeah it's even more boutique than your typical like this is going to be a, an opportunity for 130 exclusive high-end luxury suites and what that you know it's it's definitely going to define itself as probably the m- most luxurious building in King West because of that exclusivity because of the features because of the way the building is going to stand out from what's surrounding it and uh when you have those features you want to make sure the services in the building to speak to that demographic and align itself with the campaign and the feel of what that project is going to be
0: Great, Eric. It's been great chatting with you about the, the project. Just uh, as we wrap up, like what would be you know, a common, uh, uh, I guess, maybe an objection, objection if there is any, um, it really comes from those people who aren't familiar with King West, who don't know the area, who are still stuck in their heads that the only place they want to invest is sort of the Yonge Street corridor, if you will. Um, So what like from yourself, somebody who's been in King West for so long and and you know the numbers and you know the values and you know the rents that are going on there, what would be your message to that person who is still on the fence about investing in this neighborhood um, and thinking I I should only invest in the Yonge Street area? What would you say to that person?
1: I would tell them to check the numbers on the real estate market because those numbers don't lie. The opportunities in King West like you mentioned a bit earlier, you don't have these massive buildings. So the unit availability is quite sparse. And when you don't have that type of availability for rent or for purchase, you really see the property values in this neighborhood skyrocket. So anybody who can you know, talk to a realtor or jump on the MLS if they are a realtor, if they see any building in the heart of King West, and what I define as the heart of King West is west of Spadina, east of Bathurst, because it's a very, very unique pocket where pretty much all the action happens – If you see anything for rent, it will be gone the next day. If you see anything for sale, it will be gone in the next day or so. And it will be gone for a great price and a great type of tenant who's coming in as well. Um, So that is why I would argue to anybody else that if you're placing your money as an investment, I don't think there's a better market than King West.
0: Well said, Eric. Thank you very much for your time today. And uh, I'm sure we'll have you again on the show soon.
1: Thank you so much, Andrew. It's been a pleasure.